Why are there so many paths to God and are they equally valid? Each human being is truly unique, not special, unique. We become special by our karma, by our actions, not by our words, not by our pretense, only and only by our actions. <clears throat> so each human being is truly unique. The person who realized her or his truth, when they share it with the world, often only those who operate at the same frequency or who who have the sim who have a similar level of understanding will accept that person's truth. Many others will believe there is another way to God and clearly this person hasn't figured out yet. And I'll tell you something very strange. Let's say you meet somebody who doesn't believe your truth. You flatter them, they'll start believing you. Believe me. That's how strong human ego is. You really be very nice to them, say very nice things to them, uh, about them, and treat them with uh, even undeserving respect. And they will start to believe you. People who sometimes fall prey to wrong teachers and preachers and gurus, usually it's only because that guru will will always be very nice to them. Be very nice to somebody and they will start liking you. When they start liking you, they will start liking your truth. And when they start liking your truth, they will start defending it. And if they like you and your truth, they will vest or invest their emotions in that truth in you. The moment anything is invested, their position will become defensible. Sometimes it happens, you follow a guru for let's say 10 years, 15 years, and then one day you realize that this person turned out to be a crook. He or she was not at all what they claimed to be, and uh, I've been a fool. But it's too late. You will find reasons to justify your faith. At that time, if you go to an astrologer, he will do two things. And I'm not saying all astrologers do that, but mostly. <clears throat> One, he will tell you something that can create fear in you. He will tell you your Shani is not right, your Mangal is not right, or there is Pitra Dosh, or there is this Dosh, or there is that Dosh. There is Kalsarp Yoga, there is Sarp Sarp Yoga and all that. <laughs> Whatever be the case. And then he will also make it a point to tell you some nice things about you. But you're a very gentle human being. You've done so good to so many people, but they don't acknowledge it. You've never done bad to anybody. And sometimes, uh, although you're usually a very confident person, a very confident person, but sometimes you have these thing, feelings of self-doubt. Don't. And 
say to any lady, you worry too much. Take any day. <laughs> so, so they have these basic things. <clears throat> but the more he continues to say nice things about you, which are not really in your face, which are more subtle, the more you will start to buy into his theory, his crap. So the reason people sometimes don't realize the truth or there are multiple ways because there have been some people whose agenda was not to discover or spread the truth. It was simply to be in a position where they could earn money or be famous or lead a comfortable material life. But there were many who were very genuine and who are very genuine, who have been very genuine. And they realized their truth based on their temperament. Because they are truthful and they were truthful, they simply told the world what worked for them. And those who could connect with it, accepted it. Others said no. The same Krishna spoke to everybody in that sabha, in that court. Some believed him to be God, some bowed before him, some said he's just got some siddhis, some said he's just a, a, an illusionist, some said he's a crook. Same person different interpretation and if you recall what I recently wrote on my blog about that story of Buddha where he gave one discourse and each one <clears throat> took a different interpretation that's why there is and they're all valid the only real benchmark that I personally have for any path to ascertain its validity it's very simple if it makes you kinder, if it makes you more truthful, it has to be a valid path. Because only truth can make you kinder. Only truth can make you softer, make you humble. If it's not making you humble, if you are feeling increasingly superior, if, if your demeanor, your inner feelings make you feel that you are somehow inherently better than everybody else, you are either not on the right path or you're not practicing it correctly. That's my So his question is, uh, how does one get out of the darkness of the soul? You know, that dark uh, night of the soul. And I think... Um, was it John Milton or something who wrote this in in Paradise? What was it called? Par was it John Milton? <clears throat> I think he used two terms in, in this. One is darkness visible and second is dark night of the soul. Before him, I feel, yes, um, St. Teresa of Bolivia, I forget her name. Avila, yeah. She was the one who really took this on and that was the basis of her uh, teaching. 
So Dark Knight of the Soul is a deeply philosophical concept. It basically represents a state where you are in such darkness that the darkness itself becomes visible. Imagine being in a pitch dark state or room where it is so dark that you, all you see is darkness to a degree where you start to see the darkness around you. It signifies a state where you are completely lost and you don't find any motivation or any reason to live. And how to get out of it? If it's not clinical, what I mean to say is, if it's not due to a malfunctioning of the physical body, the brain, if it's not due to any breakdown of the physiological processes, assuming that being the case, then devotion, grace, and kindness. That even if you don't feel like you will get out there and help yourself and help somebody, that you find or you find the energy to devote yourself to a cause, a God, a person, someone, something, somewhere, somebody. When you practice a bit of kindness and you experience that devotion flowing from your consciousness, from your heart, then grace starts to flow. And grace is that gentle rain, that drizzle that, that quenches your thirst, that soothes a parched soul. That first, you know, first rain in the summer, or at the onset of summer, when you get that, that fragrance from uh, the earth, the earth you're walking on, it starts to emit a fragrance. And the trees and the leaves all look new, all look washed. You look at the sky and there is a certain newness in it after the rains are over. That's what grace does. Although some people are asthmatic to that fragrance. I am one of them. <clears throat> but then it, first it drizzles, it rains, then it pours. And then all you see around you is beauty. So devotion and grace are really the two solid, uh, I don't want to use the word crutches, but they begin as crutches helping a person move along, trot along, and then eventually they become the pillars of your life. That's what it's so his question is, what should be the basis of making any decision? Actually, I've answered it uh, just about 15, 20 times till date. Uh, maybe 30, 40, not more than that. <clears throat> Do the best you can. There is no 
certain or set rule of thumb that will say okay this is how you weigh any decision but there is a, a spiritual side and then there is a material side to most decisions and when you consider the spiritual side you ask yourself what I am about to do is this going to hurt anyone is this going to harm anyone is this going to injure anyone is it beneficial to the world at large or is it just a pure selfish pursuit not necessarily pursuit but a decision so if you're if the more and more you can believe that it's going to help others as well or at least not hurt harm or injure others then it's a decision worth considering then there is a material side can I afford to make this decision am I making it uh, with the, within the resources I have is it uh, is it something I can sustain on an ongoing basis so be pragmatic <clears throat> there are uh, for example a lot of the times when people start a business they come to me and they say that the only reason they want to start that business of selling X any widget whatsoever is so they they can make money and help the world if that is the case you will neither make money nor you'll be able to help the world I must be clear about why I'm doing something the primary objective of a business is to make money is to make a profit if you make profits then you can consider whether or not you have them enough yet to be able to contribute directly financially if really your only objective is to help somebody or help a society or a cause then you would start an NGO you will not say I'm gonna sell these scented candles and from the money I make I'm going to help the world this is a story you've told yourself which is not true and that leads to the final question when you're about to do something do you believe in it is it the truth for you if it is go ahead and <clears throat> be sincere do the best you can so that makes it the 41st time I've answered this question. <laughs>